1: Hello, everyone. This is a D-Rays Bay podcast special. The Rays have got their white whale. Nelson Cruz acquired from the Minnesota Twins in exchange for Joe Ryan and Drew Stratman. But Nelson Cruz is a Ray. How awesome is that?
2: This is a fantastic day. I didn't even Uh, introduce you I have already drained my... That's fine. I've already drained (laughs) my scotch uh, from my Tropicana Field glass here. Uh, there was no better beverage appropriate for acquiring uh, old ass Nelson Cruz. <laughs> I
0: don't know if I can say that. Aged to perfection. Um, it's okay. called aged to perfection. Much like that scotch, aged <laughs> in a cask, beautifully. I mean, I think
1: this scotch was younger now. than
2: Nelson Cruz's professional career.
0: Quite possible. Quite possible.
1: As you've heard, um, we've got Danny Russell here. and Darby Robinson yes. on the podcast. Instant uh, react. Um, but, yeah, this is a fun day. I think a day that we oh my, all
2: – I just want are... you to know I've already got prepared right here. I've got already prepared my Tampa Bay Rays number 23 home run hitting uh, shirtsy. It's ready to go. I'm just going to have to put duct tape over the part that says Pena, and then I'll put <laughs> Cruz on it.
0: Check out Wait. this novelty boomstick. Nelson Cruz Seattle Mariner this is great for a, a visual visual gags for an audio medium <laughs> but uh I'm holding up a Funko pop that I got a couple years ago when Nelson Cruz was still in uh in Seattle as a nice right. giveaway Brett, Brett's going to take a great screenshot right now and this is
2: going to be have, uh, the uh, the second. podcast image right here
1: I have no Nelson Perfect. Cruz memorabilia But I did pack him in MLB the Show like an hour ago, so. Oh, congrats! I have no idea what
2: that means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was only worth like eleven hundred steps. That's not good for you, or I'm
2: sorry, I'm not reading all that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah,
0: no, but but how can you not be excited about this, right? Like Dwayne stats
2: the uh, introing Eric Neander uh, on the phone to talk about this trade, which wasn't even official yet. That's how excited people were. Eric Neander is on the phone with BA and Dwayne. The trade is not finalized and he's talking about the trade openly. It's just a rare situation. And Dwayne stats intros, Eric Neander by saying uh, that he had just accomplished one of the biggest trades in franchise history. Wild. That's a hot take.
1: This is the first big splash of the, you know, going into the trade deadline. We've seen some other like Jock Peterson was traded. There's been other moves but the Rays, who are in a pennant chase, going out and getting Nelson Cruz, this is the first big splash. The Rays have never been the team; they've made some splashes at the deadline before. Don't get me wrong, but to be the team that yeah, comes out With and does all due respect
2: to David DeJesus,
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and a lot of times, the big splashes they're making are sending big-time players to other teams. Um, so to see them go out and bring in Nelson Cruz, it it does feel like a, like a day of victory, not just for this season, but it feels like this is something we've been hoping for for several years now that the rays are going to get nelson cruz they finally do and it ruins you know we had this whole week planned out next week it's gonna be a huge trade deadline week in terms of content and the rays come in on the 22nd and get us started so we're here (laughs) recording this podcast now
2: that article i had in draft that was talking about how uh the the player comp for a big deal position player to be moved is manny machado and uh Trades for position players are easy because the value is very low and you should just do them. And my whole take around that now has to be reworked into a past tense context, (laughs) but let the record show on this pod. It's already in development. Y'all have seen me talking about it in the Slack. Uh,
1: I mean, Nelson Cruz is going to be the everyday DH. He is one of those names. Now I think for Kevin cash that you can write early on in your lineup card right away, every single day in that DH slot. And as a fan, you know, I know the Rays like to mix around with the lineup. They've only had, I think, two of the same lineup the entire season. As a fan, though, it makes me feel, and I talked about it with Willie Adamas when the Rays had Willie Adamas, a guy that's going to be in the lineup every day and you know what position he's going to play, you know what spot he's going to be in the lineup. I don't know, it's just a good feeling as a fan. So to see them get Nelson Cruz, because really like right now in the current makeup of the roster, besides Kevin Kiermaier, there's not a guy that you're writing in, in pen on the lineup card every single day. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, I think whoa, whoa. Nelson Kevin Cruz Kiermaier is not that.
2: in pen either.
1: I, that's you... what I'm saying. I mean, he's like maybe the closest to that or Wander Franco, but he doesn't have a position like that he's locked into.
2: Gosh, who is the most consistently
0: played player on the Tampa Bay is Brandon, you
1: know, <laughs> Brandon Lowe at second base, but wow, he's going into you know, Randy,
0: Randy and left, but even they pretty consistent,
1: they move around left, right. Randy's I would DH say from, it, Brandon in Lowe's a given week
0: or actually uh, I would say
2: most race players are playing four out of six days. I would think that if you were to look to, to zoom out and think about the way that Kevin Cash and company, are managing this raised roster. I would think most players are getting one or two days off per week, Uh, whether that's a scheduled off day in, in the rotation so that there's only six games that week. If there is seven games that week, I would imagine you're getting at least two games off. I I think that's everybody. That's Taylor walls. That's
0: G major. It's everybody. So Which, which is really important again, to keep people fresh. Like that, one of the, one of the big debates we were having with like a, adding a Nelson Cruz who cannot play in the field at all he did say like if a National League team traded for me I'd give it a shot which is very much like an agent saying just go ahead and say that because I don't think anybody was like yeah we need Nelson Cruz patrolling right field at age 41. Um, You add him to the DH that means that is the DH right you're not going to have anybody better hitting than him so you put him in DH and that means you're not getting to put Lau or Meadows or Randy, you're not giving that natural rest break, but adding another bat like Nelson, that does mean that you can give some more natural breaks, maybe against a tough lefty Meadows does sit for the day. And then maybe just pinch hits late in the game instead of having that, you know, have that day off or Lau takes the day off. Well, what the, Rays, a spell.
2: what the Rays needed was a right-handed compliment at designated hitter. Mm-hmm. And so they, they went bigger than that. Right, This is an everyday player, but the added value from that is you're not picking up another platoon. So I think there actually is a strategic advantage in this because you're expecting Nelson Cruz to play every day. It allows you to have a deeper bench uh, overall instead of choosing a part-time player to add to the Rays roster situation. You are adding in someone who can hit against righties and lefties at a very high level. Despite age 41.
1: Nelson Cruz comes in he's got 19 home runs a 141 WRC plus Um, his WRC plus hasn't dipped below 130 since 2013 his last year with the Texas Rangers that's hilarious Uh, this is a guy that like it's not a late career resurgence like he's been doing this for a decade he's been hitting at this level he's got like four or five 40 home run seasons he could probably not get to 40 this year but you know we'll get to 30 we hope so I mean, yeah, you know, he's, he's with the Rays now, so who knows. Um, but this is this is a big time bat. Like, can do you guys can you guys think of the Rays mid-season trading for a bat of this caliber ever?
2: On offense? No, but also offense deadline acquisitions are just not typically a big deal. I think that's my general takeaway is normally it's big splashes of pitchers
0: that get moved at this time. It's normally not the hitters the hitter splashes usually come in the off season you right. kind of build around it it's it's really hard to just add a bat to like a lineup i mean you for the rays tommy Pham, uh austin meadows like gave a huge offensive boost after they acquired them um but on, like not of this caliber i mean the thing is this caliber like we cannot undersell enough that nelson cruz is one of the 20 best hitters in baseball every year for the last 10 years like that just bar none and that's maybe setting a little too low because you might actually put him a little higher than that but sure and, and,
2: and even right now that's also true he is yes. in the 98th percentile for exit velocity on his batted balls the dude's 41 it just his, continues
1: his strikeout rate has dropped like 10 percent from last year like he was striking out like a 27 percent clip this year down to 18.2
0: that's what's really he's fascinating about Nelson ways. Cruz is that when you think of power hitters around the league, you you think of strikeouts. They are they are people that keep their a swing. They don't they don't adjust. They don't want to choke up because you you want to get as many good swings off as possible. Nelson Cruz, whatever he does, he's a he's like a contact guy who also happens to hit for a ton of power. He doesn't strike out at a exorbitant rate like Brett said. It's actually gone down. He walks over 10%, so he, he gets on base that way. He just also happens to slug nearly 600 every single year. So that is a unbelievable... We talk about Joey Gallo as one of those white whale things that we always want to sign. Joey Gallo strikes out almost 40% of the time. Like, he has huge holes in his swing. Nelson Cruz is... Kind of almost is a very rare hitter in the modern game in the way he does. This much power without the strikeouts.
2: But Joey Gallo is a fan, White Whale. I would actually uh, agree with Eric Neander when he said that this trade was like three or four years in the making. The Rays very much appeared to have set up the roster and were pursuing Nelson Cruz back in 2016. And he surprised the Rays by taking a three-year deal from the Twins uh, when they put it on the table in December and basically said, like, if you want three years, you need to say yes to us now. And they forced his hand, right? Nelson Cruz also, uh, by all accounts, freaking loves playing for the Twins. Uh, The culture on that organization is amazing. And uh, it's a a great franchise to play with. It's a great ballpark to play in. Uh, I don't blame him at all for loving the situation that he was in. Um, if the twins wanted to give me millions of dollars, I also would move to Minnesota for that. I mean, why not? My point being, uh, he had a really great situation there, but the Rays were second place in that. The Rays thought that they were going to get Nelson Cruz all the way back then, and it didn't work out. So this coming full circle is really nice for the front office and and not just for the fans, but something the front office has wanted for a long time. And it's also just in time for the race
0: to finish this Cleveland series. And then it's New York and Boston. Yeah, what a what a fun present to just unveil to their next round of these rival games. So I was looking up the numbers just because it's just super fun. And Nelson Cruz on the rays will be the the guy that has the best wrc plus of anybody on the team. He will have the best slugging percentage of anybody on the team. He'll have the best uh woba weighted on base average of anybody on the team. He will have the third best on base percentage. Can you name the two players who have a better on base percentage than Nelson? This is by Yandi Diaz. 0.001 and point zero zero two, uh, Yandi is one. He is point zero zero one better at, at... three seventy one.
2: I mean, Yandy was my guess. Is the other option uh, Taylor Walls or something random?
0: Oh, not a bad guess. Taylor's up there. It is the other big slugger, but from the left hand side. G. man, man joy. And joy, yeah, yeah. So I just had a crucial walk DH. in the game that's happening as we're recording. Yeah, so. What you're seeing there is that you have these, Joy and Diaz are still here, so they're great on base per- threats. You still have crazy power guys like Meadows and Lau, who have both been really red hot, and Randy Rosarena, who is tapping into the lava that he had last uh, postseason. So you add Nelson Cruz, just gives you that. It just stretches the lineup. It makes the lineup thicker. It makes the entire lineup harder to get through each time. And the other name we haven't even mentioned is Wander Franco, who's definitely starting to get even more and more comfortable in the league. So uh, throw a guy like this who can immediately be the best raise hitter, and the team has not been bad at hitting, but they he fits the need of just a great power hitter in the middle of the lineup, and he also hits extremely well against left-handed pitching. It's just mm-hmm. a huge, huge addition. Like it's, it it fills a huge need. It does offer some questions, but it it fills a massive, massive need.
2: The Rays have not felt great against uh, left-handed pitching, but if you look it up, the whole league has been doing poorly against left-handed pitching. It's kind of an awkward time to have quality right-handed hitters. It almost makes Nelson Cruz even more valuable of an acquisition. No.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like everybody wants their team to hit better against left-handed pitching, you know, and it's and usually your team's a lot better at hitting left-handed pitching than you think it is. Like you said, I think the Rays are right around league average, maybe a, t- a hair below, maybe even a hair above. Uh, but adding Nelson Cruz definitely doesn't hurt the way your lineup looks uh, facing lefties, which there are plenty of good lefties in the AL East and in the AL as we hope the Rays go into October.
0: You know, Cruz... if, if Chris Sale makes it back healthy, the race will have a nice, fun person there waiting for him. So, uh, yeah. rock, paper, scissors.
2: Um, Nelson Cruz. I'm wondering where he's hitting in the lineup. This thought had not crossed my mind at all yet. I'm imagining that as a right-handed option and, and facing right-handed pitching, that he would hit third. Uh, I'm as we're talking. I'm going to look it up to see uh, where he typically hits. I'm imagining his third or fourth in the lineup.
1: So third has been kind of Franco's spot. He's been there most games. Um, I, I think out of any other spot in the lineup, um, Me- Meadows has been hitting fourth. Um, he's already been re- Nelson. Chris has already been removed off the Twins roster resource page. So I can't <laughs> look at that. Erase uh-huh. from
0: the existence. <laughs> Um, I'll
2: look up his game logs. <laughs> okay, so it looks like last season he... Or this season, he's predominantly hit third. Uh, 2020, he has 39 games hitting third, 13 hitting fourth. Uh, and then if I go back to 2019... I mention this because, again, age, comfort. I mean, Evan Longori hit third because he pretty much demanded and begged that he hit third because that's where he was comfortable. And if that's where... Players are comfortable. Oh, Nelson Cruz played 114 games hitting third and only six games hitting elsewhere in the lineup in 2019.
1: He's and Kevin Cash, guy. Kevin Cash has talked about when, like, when Water came up and he hit second, and everybody thought, oh, maybe he'll hit sixth in his debut. Cash said, well, he's never hit that, you know, far down in the lineup in his life. Why would yes. we change that now? So the Rays do have kind of this this reputation for putting guys where they're comfortable, where they think they can, they can succeed. So I think yeah, third would make sense. You can. You can shift Wander either down to two or to four or to five, keep Meadows where he's at. I mean, this is a – the rest of the players in this lineup, I think, are pretty fluid in where they can end up. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if Cruz is, is, is penciled in as, as the number three hole guy.
0: Number two hitter, Wander Franco.
1: Could be there, but it also could still be playoff Randy. So, who knows?
0: We just need to have – we do need to have Wander and Cruz next to each other for that double double the age –
1: yeah, Nelson Cruz could be his, like his father. <laughs> like.
0: I, I, it's, he is, so now with adding Nelson Cruz, the Rays have two 41-year-olds, him and him and Rich Hill. Former teammates? Um, for, yeah, I mean, man, I didn't even realize that, but like they've also played on half the league. So probably, yeah, I mean. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. I think they played over. on the Twins together. Yeah, they did play on the Twins and, did he ever play on the Rangers? Maybe he did. Um, but yeah, so the, you have two veterans, and it's still one of the youngest lineups, though. In like one of the youngest rosters, so it is an interesting mix where you have you add two forty-one-year-olds, and you still are one of the youngest rosters. But is it is it
2: one of the youngest? I mean, still Brandon got Luis La- Patino. There's I guess Brandon Lau's is twenty-seven. G Manchoy's in his thirties. Nelson Cruz is in his forties. Austin Meadows is twenty-six. Randy's Wells, twenty-six.
0: Or you have Walls. Joey Wendell Vermont, is in his late thirties at this point.
2: Wanders twenty. I'll give that to you. But Zunino, KK, those are dudes in their 30s. Uh Yandi Diaz is in his 30s. I don't know. I would be surprised if the race there's, the, a, there's yeah. a lot
0: of guys that are 30, not in their 30s yet. Like Zunino. Okay. Well, so, as someone in their 30s, it doesn't feel meaningfully different once that three is there. Uh yeah, so it's an interesting, interesting mix of guys that are in their, you know, you have two guys in their 40s couple guys in their young thirties and then a bunch of absolute babies. And so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting roster. Um, adding a guy like this, just, it is nice to have in that roster a guy that you can potentially just have as this, it's a, it's, I don't believe in the whole idea of roster protection, making it better for guys ahead of them. I think that's been kind of long kind of disproven as a, as a theory, but it is nice to have a guy that you can potentially Get that two out hit, right? The that the pitcher does not have a let up. So they can maybe get through Lau and they can maybe get through Wander or Randy. But then suddenly now there's Nelson Cruz. So you still you got to do your best. If you lose Cruz, now it's Meadows. Okay. But now you you lose him, and then there's Choi, who can like potentially get. So you you just have another person that you have to do a pitch after a pitch after a pitch. And if you make a mistake, he will destroy it like he's done for so long and that just adds to that one more person that could potentially take those lopsided innings that the Rays have when they are winning they get and when they're not they're leaving the chicken on the bone if you have another guy that could potentially knock in those runners from second that the Rays are getting plenty of people onto that really could change a lot of games the Rays don't need a lot of runs to win and Nelson Cruz can provide just enough runs alone to change some games.
2: Uh, Randy got to start the inning at second base, and he scored on an Austin Meadows single. So the Rays
0: are up 5-4 in extras.
1: We are, as, as you could probably tell, we were recording during Thursday night's game against Cleveland. This
0: is one of the last pre-boomstick Rays
1: yeah, exactly. games. <laughs> you know what this trade kind of feels like? What? You know, like when you watch, uh, you know, one of the Star Wars movies and then for the next two years, everybody on message boards, oh, this is what I want to see this character do in the next movie. And then sometimes, like in Star Wars Episode Nine, you just get a whole lot of fan service. I feel like this trade, we've been talking about it, we've written mocks on the site, we've sent texts, we've sent tweets, we've been in the Slack talking how can we get Nelson Cruz for at least a couple years now and then Mr. Eric Neander comes in and sprinkles a little magic dust and gives us that fan service. It's just a good feeling. I don't know.
2: I mean, episode nine is legitimately the worst out of the nine <laughs> Star Wars movies. I know. This is a terrible, this <laughs> is a terrible comparison. It is I, objectively
0: I the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. This will be better than theory. bringing back Palpatine. This is this will be, I think, a much better move than bringing back
1: Palpatine. Let's just say that. You, I mean, get, you got the point. That's, that's, the so analogy. There's
0: someone in baseball every year
2: who has to put his hands on his hips, sigh and go, I don't know how, but somehow Nelson Cruz is back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a good reference for all the episode nine heads out there. Um, okay, so here's the thing with this trade, too, that's super exciting, legitimately exciting, is that it's the trade that the Rays usually don't do. Like When they make a trade that maybe wins the deadline, like when they got Nick Anderson, where they got the best reliever traded at the deadline, nobody knew who Nick Anderson was. Baseball people knew, like, so it was like, "Oh, this guy's going to light it up," and he did. But he's not the sexy name, right? He is not the guy that people know. He's not like trading for Errolis Chapman or Andrew Miller at those times. This is the big sexy name. Like, this is going to be potentially the best hitter traded Ooh. at the deadline. Probably oh. the best hitter t- traded at the deadline. Uh. I would say up. At, I would say Nelson Cruz is a better hitter than Trevor Story. Who could I'm, be traded at the deadline?
2: Don't sleep on Trevor Story's ability to hit. I mean, Nelson I'm Cruz not, is objectively a better
0: hitter, but like, I am not sleeping on Trevor. Trevor Story is the better player overall because that's where I was going stop. with that. The better hitter. I'm talking only best hitter traded, and that's that's the that's the key difference, right? That is the that is well, the downside of Nelson Cruz is he can't play the field, but pure Trevor hitter, Story. Trevor Story also might get trader.
2: traded like to play shortstop. Oh, sorry, uh, not to play shortstop to play like center field or something too. So, the Trevor story written is, uh,
0: is still being written. I am losing the thread. Uh, are. Ha- so okay. There is better players that could be traded for sure, and it and there might be even bigger. The pictures, Trevor like, story is,
2: is still being written. That's what they're going to put in uh, the New York, the New Post York when, News
0: when uh, the Boston awesome Red Sox trade for him. Oh, no, don't from under, the right don't out have from have under Cashman. Rielder. They're gonna get him right out from under Cashman. It's gonna Aaron it's going break. Is, on the IL for the rest of the year, isn't he? Didn't he have wrist surgery? He is, he's gone. They have Brett Gardner. They're Cashman's gonna make them play Brett Gardner in center field until the sun burns out. Um, but no, this is the thing, this is a huge trade, right? This is the type of trade that SportsCenter leads with. This is the type of trade that's on like the MLB network. This is the type of trade that you get your random like side things coming in. Like this is the the uniform swat, swap. This is the, the type of guy that is for a sure. big deal traded and he is going to be one of the most impactful like people to get like this is judging by the 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 cost to acquire him other teams were calling the twins they were te- they were his his value was high enough that it it took two pretty good pitching prospects to get him even for a rental and that's I mean, because we people wanted to get a big talk about hitter.
2: the rest of the trade but I do want to finish talking about the deadline i mean we we should also see the cubs blow it up at some point here and that would not surprise me. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is probably going to get posted. I would not be shocked if uh, the Red Sox were the ones to pursue him. I know that they've got uh, Dahlbeck or whatever at first base, but uh, Rizzo is probably Barna. available. It's, well, it's, you want to talk about – all a matter of which – want to talk about Rays, Ray's White keep?
1: Whales, Craig Kimbrel. I mean,
2: Craig, Craig Kimbrel is, is probably going to be out there. Maybe he is how the Rays uh, make room with the – uh, for Nelson Cruz, we should talk about uh, his fit into the overall 26 man roster in a second. Uh, Chris Bryant, another player who could go to the Yankees. I mean, honestly, Chris Bryant makes way more sense for the Yankees, in my
0: opinion, than it does. Uh, for... the Yankees getting good players would totally make sense for them, but it's going to be a matter <laughs> of whether other teams want to <laughs> jump in there too. I
1: yeah, mean, they got Miguel the Andujar, at- they could trade. I
0: think you look at some teams that are out there, like do the Red Sox try to add? They, I mean, if you have read have Twitter, uh, Miguel Duhar can land you Trevor story, apparently. Just one, um, yeah, one for one, 1v1. One uh, no, Morocco and Chris Bryant. Bryan can it's Canada. a three-team, and, yeah, a three-team yeah. trade.
1: <laughs> but only one team there, gets Andujar.
0: It, it's going to be an interesting the thing. One with, like, the, White Sox, the White Sox could be involved in some trades. Sure. They're, or they just decide their trade deadline is getting Luis Robert and uh, Eloy Jimenez back. Uh, mm-hmm. again rest in peace a boy um the, getting those guys back is a pretty big trade deadline and that could be the similar offensive trade deadline for the white Sox as the rays have for their pitching which is tyler glass now chris archer comes back like you just sort of say like and nick anderson and nick anderson and and oliver drake for like the middle of the
2: before season. we finish talking about the nelson cruz trade all the other pieces uh the 26 man roster here is about to get crowded because Manuel Margot is about to come back off the injured list, which makes it 14 position players if you add Nelson Cruz to the mix, which means you only have 12 pitchers. And right now, six of those pitchers are like the starters. It's very confusing. The Rays are at least, uh, unless they plan on making another trade, they're going to have to option people. And maybe it's just the Durham shuttle running and you start doing things like optioning uh, Jeffrey Springs alongside Mazza and Rasmussen and, uh, and Patino maybe Fleming gets optioned as well as you're trying to, to shuffle players back and forth and, and mix and match and make it work. But that's hard to do for the rest of the season, especially when you have so many players coming off the injured list on the pitching side uh, between, I mean, fingers crossed Tyler glass now, but Chris Archer, Nick Anderson. Uh, I don't, I don't know if, how many of the other guys are coming back. Uh, but Ryan Thompson and JP
0: Fire Rising could presumably come back soon. Like, it's about to get super complicated. And right now, it looks like by my quick napkin math here, it looks like the Razor at 39 on the 40-man roster because both uh, Joe Ryan and Drew Stratman, who were the... Ryan was, Ryan tra- Ryan the was not a 40-man. Ryan was, man. was not. Fordham I was made not this a mistake uh, earlier today. Uh, Ryan so was that's one needing one. to be added very soon, but he was not on yet. Okay, so... One of the things that will be happening soon, Chris Archer did get moved to the 60-day sixty, man, 60 day IL, and he is pit, he pitched again tonight, a uh, rehab assignment with Durham. Nick Anderson's been throwing long toss. Oliver Drake has also been looking like he is getting closer. So those are three pitchers that could be potentially coming back uh, in August, looks like, or within the next mm-hmm. several weeks. That's three spots on the 40-man roster that need to be cleared. Not alone, let alone the 26. So there is, I think, let's just say the Rays are not done at the deadline. Now the big moves may be done, but like, there could be some still big names moved before this is all said and done
2: right I mean so Brennan McKay is still kind of working his way back he could go back to the injured list and it would not surprise me if they just shut him down again because the shoulder surgery recovery is difficult he's throwing one inning at a time right now he's throwing in the mid 80s it's
0: he's not himself yet his long term recovery is more important than worrying about like getting up this year's for sure for sure
2: you could you don't have to keep Mike Ford I know he's hitting dingers for for Durham and that's fun (laughs) but uh, he could go off the list Uh, I don't know how married you need to be to Lewis head and Ryan sheriff and Sean poppin, but those are dudes that are periphery, 40 man roster. And well, yeah. So then uh, you got dudes, you can trade, right? It, there are plenty of guys in this 40 man roster mix who could be trade bait both because they uh, might have value and opportunity in other places, or because uh, the Rays want to cash those in for a trade for someone like Kimbrel. I don't know what the Cubs are looking for, uh, if they're blowing it up and they're trying to move three dudes at the trade deadline, God bless them. Uh, I don't know what they are on the lookout for. The Twins seem to have demanded Joe Ryan. Uh, so here you go. Here's Joe Ryan. So maybe the Cubs have their own demands and needs and, and concerns. I'm not expecting uh, a popular name to move. Uh, by popular, I mean like Kevin Kiermeyer, Brett Phillips. I know those two dudes are left-handed hitters who play the same position, but I'm expecting both of them to stick around. Those seem like difficult players to get a return in such a way that the Rays are getting value in the same way that they value those players because the defense Mm -hmm. is overly valued. You would need another team to say, oh yeah, we totally respect that you think Kevin Kiermaier is outperforming his contract, right? Not a lot of teams agree with the Rays on that, uh, but that's what they're willing to spend and their math works that way. Brett Phillips the same way. Uh, you put Brett Phillips and Manuel Margot together in this platoon and they're, you know, uh, ascendant. <laughs> they're one of the best players in baseball when their powers are combined. Right. So <laughs> uh, I don't expect those players to get moved, but you know, Mike Brasso. Yeah. Brett, uh, Joey Wendell, all-star Joey Wendell, excuse me. Uh, now that we have all-star Nelson Cruz some respect on that name. Oh my goodness. Uh... <laughs> Yeah there are players that uh,
0: could be valued by their franchises and, and could be on the move for totally. sure. Totally. Totally. I think there is an interesting question right with this this outfield. We are we were crowded and now with Nelson Cruz, he's not an outfielder. Uh, he will never see the field in a I mean, you know what? Kevin Cash is kind of crazy. He might just throw him out there for like an inning, just just for fun, but he will never see any kind of meaningful innings with Does the Nelson Rays Cruz in even the have field. a
1: glove. Like, does he keep gloves with him? <laughs>
0: He
2: brings three gloves with him to the park every day. A first base glove, an infield glove, and an outfield
1: glove. Uh, in case anyone else needs him.
0: I, I just want to see Nelson Cruz just like lined up at sec- Here's the thing. I yeah, watched Nelson Cruz the second baseman, is what I'm thinking yeah, about right I, now. I, the Rays just love acquiring second baseman. And they heard Nelson Cruz had a second baseman's glove. and he they were like, We're in. Finally, we're in. Uh no, you, you add him in there, and that does take, like, a spot. So now, how do you fit this outfield with Austin Meadows, with Kevin Kiermeyer, Brett Phillips, Manuel Margot, when he's been re- healthy, and Randy Rosarena? That's five outfielders for three spots, and that's not, like, talking about adding, you know, potentially Brandon Lau, who's been playing a little bit of outfield. That's not potentially adding in, like, Fidel Brujan later. I mean, I think for the, right now, we see Brujan is down for the foreseeable future uh, is going to get his consistent playing time in Durham Mm -hmm. because there's there's no room. It's going to be an interesting mix, but what we have seen this year that Kevin Cash has done is all of these outfielders are playing. Like nobody's, nobody's just riding the pine. Everybody's playing. And oftentimes it's everybody in the same game. So you Mm -hmm. could probably see a game where you have Meadows and Randy and Kiermaier out there. And then, If the Rays are leading, they're turning it over to the pen. Suddenly, Meadows, they got enough offense. We're going to bring in Margot or Phillips to now create a pretty dynamic outfield. And you're probably never going to see the eighth or ninth inning if there is a lead not have one of the best defensive outfields in baseball. Like when the Rays have a lead late in the game, they will have the best defensive outfield in all of baseball. Most nights. Sure. And I could see that I could see the team actually seeing the value in not like you said Danny not trading uh or moving a Brett Phillips and a Kiermaier because potentially together they are more valuable when you have to play Meadows mm-hmm. in the field more because suddenly now he does become a liability late in the game but suddenly that liability becomes a, a strength because you replace him with two center fielders.
2: You know, I hate to say it but do you start platooning Randy or Rosarena a little bit? A little bit? I mean, out of out of all the race position players in the last week, only one position player has played every day. And that's Randy. Uh, I looked it up just kind of going back the last six games. Uh, Brandon Lau played five of the last six, four of those in the outfield, uh, not at second base. Uh, G-Man Choi has played four of the last six. Austin Meadows has played five of the last six, two of those starting in the outfield. Uh, Joey Wendell has played four of the last six. Wander has played five. Uh, Zanino doesn't really count because he's somewhat hurt. And uh, KK has
0: played four of the last six. Right. So I don't know. I don't know about Platoon, but I could see a lot of rest. I mean, I think think especially the second half of the season, the Rays are in a good spot. They're only half game back going into tonight Mm -hmm. against uh, for the top spot in the AL East. They have a pretty strong lead uh, three and a half games in the wild card over the second place wild card team. They, I think the Rays value the, the, what rest gives them. And I think you could see maybe not having these guys have to go every single day down the stretch. Now there could be some key games, but yeah, maybe there's a tough righty and you just say, you know what, Randy, this is a good day to get a rest. There's a tough lefty, one of Lau or Meadows, maybe both. Just say like, you know what, today we'll just give you a rest. Maybe you need it later, but today this is a good rest day. And you allow them to be healthy, full of energy, ready to go come October or the end of September when you might need to really turn it on. I I think the rest is a – I think the Rays, and that can sometimes frustrate some fans, I get it, where Kevin Cash won't necessarily go for the juggler every game uh, with the bullpen, with his pitching staff, with his players – but I think there's a strong, strong emphasis on this team of the full marathon. They're not going to win the lap. They're going to win the race. And they have to,
2: for sure. I mean, this is the second to time to in this conversation
0: we've talked about Kevin Cash mixing and matching his
2: days off. Both times we've talked about it as a strength. Uh, it, the, the roster will sort itself mm-hmm. out. Let's talk about the other pieces that were involved in the Nelson Cruz trade, because I think that's worth revisiting, uh, even though we kind of said their names very quickly. So, uh, one would be... Oh, the Rays just won. Winners hey. in 10.
1: Danny, we go. Danny we real go. quick. I think your mic disconnected. In
0: extra innings! Oh, Extra innings. The Rays... Nelson Cruz has been a Ray only on paper for minutes, and they've already won an extra innings. Look at that. <laughs> Alright, is my microphone working? Yes.
2: Let's revisit this trade detail uh, around the players that were actually moved. We've talked a lot about Nelson Cruz. We've talked a lot about lineup construction. The Rays did deal from a position of strength from their enormous depth as the best farm system in all of baseball, Uh, the best farm system, even if you graduate Wander Franco, which is insane. Uh, They moved two pitchers, one uh, being Joe Ryan, probably the more famous one. Uh, because he is on the Olympic roster. He's in Japan right now playing for Team USA uh, alongside his fellow A Rays prospect, Shane Boz. Uh, Joe Ryan is famous for his invisible, if you will, his fastball that just seems like it literally disappears on hitters and no one can touch it. Uh, the, the, uh, the stat guys, the... Analytics dudes in front offices don't understand it as well as the scout guys who go out there and they just watch him pitch and go, wow, this is amazing. And they also dealt a 40-man rostered pitcher, Andrew Stroatman, who had to be added to the 40-man roster due to the Rule 5 draft. He would have been taken because R&D portions of front office was, were freaking out about his stuff, right? Uh, he had to be protected and wait for a moment that the Rays could harness that value either by promotion or trade uh trade is the way that it came about darby what are your feelings on what the rays gave up
0: i think both joe ryan and drew Stratman are are interesting pitchers they're they're good prospects and i think for the twins if you're a twins fan i think this is a really good return for nelson cruz uh joe ryan in particular i'm i really like i i'm I'm very intrigued by him. Let's just say this. I I absolutely totally understand the doubts about him, but I do like the fact, similar to Colin Poche, there's just something weird about his fastball that makes it work. It doesn't look good on paper. It doesn't look great on paper, I should say. It it looks fine on paper. It's just, it works so much better than it really should. And I do kind of like that. Um, I think Strotman is an interesting pitcher. I think he walks a lot of people for a starter. That might work well as a bullpen guy but that's also very valuable in the modern game, especially multi-inning guys. I think at the end of the day, though, what I see here is one guy on the 40-man, another guy that's going to have to be added soon. Both guys that would be back into the rotation or bullpen guys in the near future. And the Rays have a very deep system and a big roster crunch that we talked about earlier. I think at some point, if you can take two guys who don't really factor into the top of your rotation or the top of your bullpen in the immediate Or near future and turn that into a huge major league player a huge impact for this year i think you got to do that and i think that's why this is a fine trade for both teams i think if you're a Rays fan i think you got to be happy because these are these are pieces that you want to consolidate into a nelson cruz and if you're the twins i think Mm -hmm. for a rental i think you got uh two really good pieces to to build around and ryan's pretty exciting you're going to watch them hopefully at the olympics uh absolutely shove for team usa but yeah I, I think these are the type of pieces that you we've been wanting the Rays to kind of put together and trade for that kind of immediate impact you, you kind of need to put these 40-man pieces together to equal something before they're lost for nothing i, yeah, I think I, I mean i agree with the reasonableness brett what what is your take on this trade
1: I mean, I think straight up value, look, you're probably getting in a regular season 300 to 350 plate appearances from a DH, no matter how good that is in terms of like wins above replacement. I could see Joe Ryan and Drew Strotman, you know, going on to have, you know, okay MLB careers with Minnesota or whoever. So in a straight up trade, like, yeah, maybe the trade calculator doesn't love this trade for the raise. I actually don't know what it looked like in terms of numbers, Uh, but this is, you know, trades don't happen in a vacuum. Uh, this is they're multiple suitors. They're going to be multiple bidders for Nelson Cruz and the Rays, you know, went out and got it. So I think you also look at Joe Ryan and your Strotman. Strotman always kind of seemed like to me for the Rays as a, as a backup plan in terms of starting pitching. Um, mm-hmm. Never. Joe Ryan seems like a guy that could, you know, hop into the rotation at some point, either this year or next and contribute. Strotman's kept, you know, seemed like a guy that was just kind of being kept around. He was on the 40 man roster Could have filled in for some innings here and there, um, but was never a part of the big picture plans. So ultimately, I mean, yes, I think that these guys could go on to be big league pitchers and find big league pitchers, especially Joe Ryan. Uh, But it's not one of those trades that, like, if you're a Rays fan, you should look back and be like, oh, we missed out on Joe Ryan. Like, the Rays have plenty of other good starting pitching talent, and they went out and got Nelson Cruz. And who knows? That might not even work out. Like, again, it's 300 plate appearances. There's so much variance in any 300 plate appearance, like said, like we don't know what we're going to get out of Nelson Cruz. It's, it's, it's not going to be a full sample. And then he's probably going to walk at the end of the year. So, but these are the types of moves that I don't, I don't think the Rays have made in the past and it's exciting to see them make now.
0: I do think one of the things about this trade that's entirely separate to it, right. Is that, that Nelson Cruz has been interested by the Rays like, I don't think he, like Danny mentioned it, like this, this was a kind of a two team race with the twins and the Rays coming down to it. And he mentioned today that, you know, he's, he's 41, he is kind of ring chasing and the Rays are much better chance of, of getting back to the world series than the twins are right now. So this is exciting for him. I think there's, you know, if Nelson Cruz wants to play another year next year and the Rays want him back, I think. Think money-wise, that could totally work. And his comfortability if he goes to Tampa or Tampa Bay and and is like there in in St. Pete in the trop, and he really likes the atmosphere. He likes Kevin Cash, he likes the team, he likes what happens. If the Rays want him back and he wants to come back, I do think there is, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for him to to return next year potentially. Um, he's going one-year contracts from here on out anyway. So it's just a matter of who wants to keep keep paying him that one-year deal. Um, you, also, I just wanted to bring it, it doesn't matter at all. This doesn't matter, but it's a very fun site that we all love to look at. And it is the season of trade. So we always go to baseball trade values. So mm-hmm. hats up to them. They have ruined all of our work productivity in the month of July and sometimes beyond by just being a very fun site to <laughs> sink some time in. They, it's a great, it's a, it's a really fun resource. Um, they did sort of say like this trade plugging it in. Joe Ryan, medium value, six million. Drew Stropman, two point four million. Nelson Cruz, about four point five million. And Calvin uh, Focker, Focker, whoa, Darby, whoa, this is a, this is a kids, meet, is a family the, podcast. Meet, I meet assumed the it was French.
2: I didn't expect you to. Speak I was thinking,
1: it. I was thinking Fochet. I was
2: thinking <laughs> meet Fauché,
0: the Fauché and Fochet. Oh no, that just makes them even better <laughs> um, Basically, negligible there. So they said like mild to moderate overpay. So like every rental is that. Basically, I mean, well, okay. So is a yeah.
2: dude who maybe uh could ramp it up to a hundred, based on what reports you're reading, and then has like a little bit of a deception thing going on. uh So I mean, that's the kind of guy the Rays succeed with.
0: Every how many people have they gotten that's like can get hit a hundred, has a weird breaking ball, and has some deception it's like every race bullpen guy that's just like ah eh, they signed him for a minor league deal and he's lead the league in saves i don't know how it happened what happened how did they do it again they yeah i it's it's again when it comes to a rental you're just they're basically like you're probably going to lose the trade in the in the aggregate but that doesn't really that's not what those trades are about
2: yeah that's not it's a matter
0: of 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 how much value can you get in that time that you get that player? And is that enough? And this is a, this is a getting to the postseason, winning the division, getting to the world series again, move. And that's, these are things that help that. So yeah. Hopefully Joe Ryan is awesome for the twins. Like, you know, I, I think he's a really, he's a, he's a, a really cool pitcher and and Drew Strotman as well. Like, I mean, the, I, I, I think those guys, a lot of Rays fans do have followed these guys through their minor league career. And, you know, you do get attached to these these minor league, especially Rays fans because we have such a great minor league system. There's so many people to root for. So uh, don't stop rooting for them. They're, they're really cool. And the Twins have Rocco Baldelli as their manager. So they're awesome. So root for them over there.
2: All I know is I, what I'm hearing out of this trade is that uh, a very well-respected, top-performing athlete in his sport has reached his 40s and in, seek, uh, in seeking a championship ring has descended to Tampa Bay
0: in pursuit hmm. of glory. Where have I
1: How seen does this before? that story
0: play out? It's, it's worked pretty well. It ends up with a really, really cool ring,
1: <laughs>
0: oftentimes.
1: Uh, and a torn MCL. <laughs> So i that Knock on one big time for that one. I'm so sorry for bringing that. No one's asking Tom
0: Brady to uh, defend. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, the, it's
0: it's he's the DH it. of the. He's the DH of the gridiron. That's all you need to do. Uh, <laughs> hat tip. Yeah. Hat tip. By the way, to the Bucks, they're getting their rings tonight. So yeah. awesome, awesome for them.
1: Uh, I don't know. I Real like, are you like this? Just I don't care how this trade works out. It's this today. Today was exciting. Tonight was exciting. The trade breaking, I think shortly after six o'clock Eastern time, which is like right before the pregame show comes on. So you get Rich Hollenberg talking about it. And then Dwayne and BA talking about it to lead off the broadcast, the rays going out to get the guy they want and to be the first of all teams to go out and make a big splash this month. Mm -hmm. That's just exciting. And I, and it's not something we get to experience often.
2: I mean, it's a rare trade in baseball as a landscape, right? Right. These position players splashes are just rare on their own. And this was a weird season where we could see a few of them. And the Rays moving early might have even set the market to say, like, if this is what Nelson Cruz costs, if the Yankees want to pony up for a Bryant or a Story, they're going to have to pay way more. And that's also to the Rays' advantage.
1: And it's like I'm also I'm in pennant chase mode now. I I was probably already getting there anyways as we you know head closer to August, but now it feels like even though they all mean the same amount, that every game just feels like it means a little bit more. Uh sure.
2: and- Well, the Rays might make another move too, but they needed a shot in the arm after Tyler Glassner was injured. This team was listless. The All Star yeah. game was a blessing, just to get the players off the field and let them think about something else. Right? Like they had. The, the impact of the glass now injury has been massive and acquiring someone like Nelson Cruz hopefully uh, changes that dynamic for the team.
1: This has been like a grueling season. Like, I don't think, it doesn't feel like that because they've played over the course of it some really great baseball, but you think about some of the losing streaks, you think you talk about the glass now injury, you think about the innings that Rich Hill had to pick up in the month of May where he had to battle through a lot of stuff to get to do that. Uh, this has been like a long season. It's the first full 162-game season for, in two years. And so I think these moments, and we we, we always talk about, like, you know, Rays players leaving the clubhouse, Willie Adamas and how much that meant. I think it's really exciting for the guys in the clubhouse to to see a veteran that's had success like Nelson Cruz come in. As fans, it's exciting, but as players, I, I can only imagine that it's even more exciting.
0: This is actually something we I'm glad we I'm glad you brought this up because it's something I think is part of the value of Nelson Cruz that we didn't mention that every team that has had him has mentioned is this is one of the best clubhouse guys in in the sport, like in any sport. He is a bright personality who is just a generous and kind person with his teammates. So this is a type of guy that you want in the clubhouse to teach young players to just watch. And, and inspire them, like just by just being around and hanging out. And uh, I think that's like a, it's a tough role to do that but this is, Nelson Cruz does kind of remind me of Willie Adamas, just a like deep into the future, Willie Adamas, that type of guy that never lost that childlike joy of baseball, right? It's easy to be Brett Phillips and baseball is fun and hella, you know, airplaning around the infield cause he's, you know, a young man still. But like Nelson Cruz is he's basically the same level of like goofy and fun that he's been for 20 plus years in in the major leagues. Uh, that's a that is a big boost to a clubhouse. like you you want fun and the Rays clubhouse is fun and Nelson Cruz is a part of that. He's gonna be a a boost to the enjoyment and fun and keeping things loose and also think keeping comfortable with with how things work. Also, he's just a threat too,
2: right? Lineup construction-wise, maybe you're pitching because uh, you need to get through these guys to get to Meadows or get through these guys to get to Randy if he's not leading off. And uh, now you're thinking about Nelson Cruz. And as an opposing pitcher, that has to be terrifying, right? Like, I need to get through G-Man Choi to get to Nelson Cruz? Dang it. Right, uh, it just changes the calculus a little
1: bit. You looked at like maybe the I don't maybe the 2019 Yankees. Maybe I need to look back at their lineup or the 2018 Red Sox, where it's like wow, every one of these hitters in the one through nine is a great hitter in their lineup. And the Rays have had some really good lineups too, even this year before the Nelson Cruz edition. But like on any given night, who's going to be the worst hitter in the lineup? Taylor Walls maybe, like if he's playing that night and he's you know he's doing fine for a rookie. Like everyone else. You're gonna have Wander Franco. You're gonna have All Star Joey Wendell. You're gonna have All Star Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, Randy Rosarena. You know Nelson Cruz now. Like this is a All Star Nelson Cruz. All Star Mike Zunino. All Star Mike Zunino, (laughs) G Man Troy, Yandy Diaz. Like these are the guys that are gonna be making up the lineup one to nine. Like yeah, we talk about Nelson Cruz gonna go in the three spot, but like you can mix and match these guys almost any way, and it's still gonna be a good lineup.
0: And even guys that like like Taylor Walls or Kevin Kiermeyer they are potentially plat Kevin Kiermaier platinum glove winner Kev Taylor Walls future platinum glove winner uh they're bringing that huge value Kevin Kiermaier's got some pop like we saw in October he can he can hit some home runs he can he can do some stuff at the plate he can run into some stuff Taylor Walls is a pesky hitter he he's a great eye for the the, the zone and will draw walks as well. So you have guys like Yandi and walls who can annoy the heck out of a pitcher just by like taking pitches and fouling stuff off and drawing walks. And then you have Nelson Cruz up there to just intimidate everybody by being a, just a, the boomstick. He's the boomstick. This is awesome.
1: If, if your two worst hitters are Kevin Kiermaier and Taylor walls, who are like top three at their positions defensively, maybe arguably, uh, I mean, that's great. You really can't go wrong there.
2: Uh, Jeremy Frank on Twitter uh, posted, if Wander Franco and Nelson Cruz line up consecutively in the Rays order, they'll be the first duo to hit back-to-back in a starting lineup where one player is twice as old as the other, since (laughs) Ozzie Albies hit in front of R.A. Dickey for the Braves in 2017.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, as, as we record, um, the Yankees are up three to one in Boston, which means if that score holds, the Rays will be in first place tonight, tied with the Red Sox after the Rays come for behind. Win. Exciting stuff.
2: I feel like acquiring Nelson Cruz is like when you get into a, an argument with your friends in high school or whatever, and then like you come back with your big friend the next time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You've got that one friend who's just like much taller than everybody else, and you're like it, next it time puberty, you start. Despite... Six months earlier. My friend on the yeah. football team is walking with me or whatever. Like, I,
1: I can't like wait for, for Nelson Cruz versus Jordan Montgomery next week at get the trout. Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: that's tasty.
0: Da- I dare you to throw at Mike Bresso's <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my
2: oh, only man. question is whether uh, John Heyman thinks he can take a victory lap today. After tweeting earlier today, uh, Razor said to be looking for a big bat. Nelson Cruz
0: would fit that description. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: his oh, his uh the yeah. agent
0: that uh, sends him that tips, you know, he should send him a nice little edible arrangement or something.
1: Yeah, I'm not acknowledging Heyman
0: or just a nice edible. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be more tolerable on Twitter.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> this might be might be time to land this plane. <laughs> it's okay. been a fun one. Well, now.
2: Then I mean, any final thoughts on a? I mean, how do we land this?
0: The Rays made a huge splash trade that is leading the baseball Twitter verse and news verse, and they landed a huge, like, star hitting player. That's 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 just cool. That's cool. That's not a thing that happens often. So let's embrace it and let's it's be excited that one of the star hitters that could possibly be traded the deadline, the Rays landed that person. This is this is the Jason Bay thing that didn't happen. Right. This is that this sure. is that all the way back to two thousand and eight where you're like, oh, the Rays might make a big splash move to add that all-star hitter that we're looking for. The Rays did it this year. They're the center of the trade hot stove right now, and that's super cool.
2: And by the Rays doing it, you prevent Nelson Cruz from going to a rival team who also probably could have used a, a player of his quality as well.
0: Oakland. Oakland was a huge talk about them adding them. That could be a team that you play in the wild card round, that could be a team you play in the ALDS. The White Sox could potentially throw in a DH after Tony La Russa ruined their last one. There's a lot of teams. Boston, maybe you throw them in there just to have the worst defensive outfield with either J.D. Martinez and him. The Yankees, (laughs) just to have no people that can play the outfield. You just, it's so much nicer to have Nelson Cruz in your lineup than another one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. For sure. And it
2: sets the bar uh, not cheap, right? For these other Mm -hmm. acquisitions that might happen. That's another reason why we're excited. I mean, this is this is just the right move. I mean, even in like 2010, uh, when Stuart Sternberg is interviewed and he asked whether they have any regrets back then, that's the year you figured they would trade for Cliff Lee. Back then, Stu Sternberg was saying like, oh, we should have traded for a bat. In 2008, they felt like they should have traded for a bat too. So I like your Jason Bay connection there because, yeah, the race traded for a bat this time. Let's see how it goes let's see if history is written a little differently
1: well that that's going to do it for our instant react it was a a long one a good one an exciting one as it should be Uh, we're going to have a ton more uh, trade deadline content next week there's going to be more moves made as you know i'm sure the rays will be involved Uh, maybe not this caliber but who knows Uh, i'm kind of shocked we're doing this podcast today on july 22nd so we'll see uh thank you to danny and darby for hopping on thank you to everyone for listening As always, make sure to head on over to DRaceBay.com to check out all of the great race coverage, including of the 2021 MLB draft and of the trade for Nelson Cruz. I'll talk to you guys next week.